0: Be a winner if you go to the Golden Ticket sweepstakes. So check it out onit.com slash golden ticket and then enter the code and fill in the entry form. There's going to be a grand prize for one of you, which is going to be a trip out here to Austin and on an HQ. So you'll be able to come hang at the HQ and do all the awesome onit things. So definitely check it out. Go to it.com slash golden ticket and get your 30 count or 90 count bottle of Alpha Brain. Onit's best selling hat is back. And I think one of the reasons why it's our best-selling hat is it's trucker hat style, but it has what we call the optimized patch system, the OPS, which allows you to customize your hat by putting a whole bunch of rad different patches on the same hat. So instead of getting a bunch of different hats, you can just change out the patch on your hat and rock something different. So it's cool to explore, cool to check out. And of course, customizing it exactly the way you want is something that all of us like. So go to onitcom slash Aubrey, Check out our best-selling hat, and if you're into hat vibes, we got you. It's rare that I get to sit down with an entrepreneur that's founded an incredible company, let alone two incredible companies. And this podcast, for anybody interested in that path, is full of all kinds of actionable tips, ideas, strategies, and the stories and lessons that you learn along the way, and a few other things as well. So I hope you enjoy this podcast with Mickey Agrawal. Mickey! Mickey! Aubrey, how are we doing? Oh my God, I'm so good. You know what's weird? What? It took butt washing to bring us together. When we should have been friends for so long.
1: I mean, well, first of all, we're like one degree between us and like 7,500 people. And so I think it's, I've already invited you to stay at my house. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like we're already there.
0: But it was ass washing that really made, finally made the connection. Usually with all these mutual friends, you know, someone would have been like, hey, Mickey, Aubrey, you guys should hang out. You guys would get along great, which we do. But no, that, that wasn't it.
1: It was the clean bootay.
0: (laughs) So for for people who don't know what we're talking about, see, one of the things is, I don't know, guys, like, I don't know if it's a guy thing or if it's a girl thing. It's both. But like, well, I don't know about that. We might have our first disagreement on this podcast because, you know, I've been with a lot of girls. You know, Whitney's right here. You know what? She goes and she takes a shit Mm
2: -hmm. and
0: she just pops right out of there. Maybe one wipe just to check. (laughs) <laughs> just to check to see if anything anything might be there might be hanging on to the toilet paper you know and usually it's nothing it's just like it was just a check <laughs> it just kind of plops out and then she's out of there who knows who knows if she peed or if she pooed or what happened no 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 not me it's not to check <laughs> what happened? mine is a cleaning process mine is a long-term commitment to to going to, to wiping and to wiping <laughs> and to wiping and then to wet wiping and then to wet wiping and then to oh, wet wiping. I have
1: thoughts about that.
0: I, I don't know what the deal is. How many sc- sheets of toilet paper do you think you,
1: you use in a sitting?
0: I um, Whitney's piping in enough to clog a toilet. I have to I have to half flush through there.
1: So if the average American uses fifty seven sheets of toilet paper Shh, per day, I'm
0: at least a hundred and twelve. Wow. I'm like doubling. Wow, I'm doubling the average for sure. I mean, because there's nothing worse than not having a clean ass, I agree. because then it starts to itch, and, and then you're, you're like sitting on fecal you're matter all day long. It. Yeah, and it's irritating. No, Gross. Nobody wants that. It's nasty. All right, so I've dedicated so much of my life before Tushy, which is a bidet toilet seat that adapts to any toilet. You know, I actually first discovered this concept when I went to this uh, the Budabar Hotel in Prague. Right, and they had these like Toto toilets, yeah. and I was like. Oh, my God, this is heaven. And it washes it for you. It's like a little sprayer that sprays it down, washes it for you. And then pretty much at that point, you're just drying your butt. That's it.
1: That's it. So how would you hear about Tushy?
0: Well, I first saw it at my homie's house and I was like, wait, it's like those expensive toilets, but it adapts to any toilet seat.
1: Yeah, it clips onto existing toilet. And then
0: Whitney like immediately hooked me up and got me one like (laughs) out of the gate but like, I, I can't really express how much of a game changer this Did is. Did you install it? No, I didn't. Okay. I didn't install it. I didn't install extra it. I don't have <laughs> it is extra. I should have. Yeah. Because with the amount of time it takes me to wipe my ass, I could have installed 100 Toto right? toilet seats. It
1: takes tushy toilet It takes. It takes 10 minutes to install it.
0: Yeah. You know, it's crazy. And it takes me five minutes to wipe my butt. You know? Yeah.
1: Okay, so. But anyway, so so that's what
0: that's this is the thing. This is like a, this is like a very interesting thing. The thing is, though, like, I don't understand why Whitney can just go in and just let it go and why it takes me so long. Well, what are you eating? Oh, we're going into my diet. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. It may be the density of my fecal matter. This is the hypothesis that you're saying. It may be right. something to do with that. Possibly.
1: Right. Right. I, Possibly. Mean, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of I things. I mean, I
0: have a heavy, fat diet. Uh-huh. You know? That could be it. So that could be it. That could, could be a be little it. slippery. You know what I <laughs> think it is? You know what I think it is? And we'll talk about your whole career, and it's all amazing. No, it's no, all inspiring. No, no, no. This is great. But, this you is know, great. like, I want to, I want to come no, out no, no, with I lo- the real, real. This is my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because I don't shave my butthole hair. And I think my hairs gently peel <laughs> off parts of my log and they peel it off. They just there's just enough no. resistance.
1: Dingleberries are a real thing. <laughs> yeah. They are a real thing.
0: And then when I wipe once and then it just smears yes. the berry. That's it. And then I have a berry smear. That's, That's it. Like a bagel of shit. Right, I, on my right. Ass. right.
1: It's like the way I think about the way I think about the way Americans and, and we all wipe our asses is very similar to the way I think about the craziness of if you jumped into your shower and did not turn the water on. And just use dry toilet paper to, like, wipe your body down. Right. People will be like, what,
0: what what's, the fuck what's are you doing?
1: You? you know? Yeah. Or if you if you were at your, at your kitchen and you – at your sink and you cut up a raw chicken.
0: You yeah. know, you
1: cut up a raw chicken. And rather than using any water to, like – and soap, obviously, for that particular thing. But just no water. Instead, you just use dry toilet paper to wipe your dish down and put your dish away. People will be like, there's, there's E. coli. I mean, there's, like, there's bacteria. There. There's shit. Like – the amount of bacteria and stuff that's in our fecal matter is out of control. And for us like to actually think about what we're actually doing, which is sitting on it all day long on our computers and letting that stuff like, just, just marinate, just <laughs> get sweaty, it's hot. That's why I just
0: like, it's if I don't have the toilet seat, if I don't have the tushy, I shower. I just showered. Which is
1: how many? How much water is that? Yeah, for Yeah, and planet? you know, sometimes
0: I'm lazy and I'll just like pull my shirt up and just let it hit the bottom <laughs> half. You know, because I'm like, well, I just got to get this done one way or another. Yeah, yeah. But this is a, this is like one of those innovations that I think like changes. It really changes the game.
1: I mean, thank you for saying that because I agree. And I'm half Japanese, half Indian, yeah. and both cultures grew up with bidets. And so what, every time they come to America, my family, they're like, what is? happening <laughs> my indian side or my japanese side is i don't understand <laughs> what is going on <laughs> softer tone in Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> still yeah. harsh in their heads you know
0: yeah that's that's interesting because there's different customs all over the world some people have just like they just wipe with one hand and some water and yep. then they shake hands and eat with their yeah, other there. hand
2: yeah
0: you know and that's a lot to, that's a lot to keep in mind I guess if you have a whole lifetime of doing that. Right. It's like,
1: which one? Wait, what if you're But I know from like (laughs) sexual
0: encounters, if you know, if you have any butt play and you got to remember which (laughs) fingers are, which fingers are, are the ones that you can't use for anything. Right. They're like, they're like done. It's like playing one of those games where you like playing swords with like your friend, you know, right. and you like get hit in the arm and you're, and you're like, like, this oh. arm's dead. You know, you right. like you're can't like, use can't this use arm use to fight anymore. You're going
1: to put a marker. So like, no. <laughs> yep. on that like that hand. arm
0: is that arm is yeah. done. And then eventually you got to go. That's a lot to remember, especially in the heat of the moment. So people trying to wipe their hands, wipe their butt with one hand.
1: Woo. I mean, I, that's yeah. a lot. Yeah, what happens yeah. when you just
0: want cashews it's or kinda, something? It's kind
1: of, it's kind of like when you go into surgery. Have you, have you ever had any operations on your body?
0: Uh, yeah, nothing around my genitals, but okay. Yeah. No, well,
1: in your so I've had three ACL reconstructions playing uh-huh. soccer, and when you go into the operation, they actually mark the leg oh, yeah. that you're that they're supposed to operate on, and they put a no on the leg that they're not supposed to operate on, just in case. And so oh, I man. think that it could be you done for why? your hand you know too. Scary?
0: Is they must have done that because it happened? Of a course,
1: a hundred percent. No, it happened a
0: lot. Like people come out of surgery, like how'd it go? They're like, excellent, and they're like, <laughs> wait, no, um. that's my, that's not the leg that was uh, hurt. Yeah, they're like, oh, could man.
1: you imagine? Like, I would be. I mean, it would be horrifying. It would be horrifying. So, did you, so, so, fun fact, or just curious, do you know why Americans have not adopted the bidet?
0: No, why.
1: Okay. Well, so it's actually a fascinating history lesson here. Um, so so first of all, a French person invented the bidet, right? Bide, uh, it's like a bidet, right? Mm-hmm. Like in the French language. And the bidet in, in France used to be this like weird squat thing next to your toilet, like a water fountain yeah, next to your toilet, which was weird ones. You have to like shimmy over with your poopy butt. Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand. Oh, I've how, done it. Right? I've done it.
0: I have a bidet at my ranch in Sedona, like, and and I have and I just kind of pull my butt cheeks apart right, and I shuffle like a crab like, over from one to the other. It's, but then you know it's weird What so spill over? Yeah, well, I kind of manage that problem, right? Because it goes straight up, so I manage that. But then what I always forget is then I'll do the one wipe and then I'll just put the wipe in the bidet. Which doesn't have oh. a doesn't have a drain, right? So then I'm it's like, clogging, oh, man. Thing. So now I got a piece of toilet paper, a dirty toilet paper in the day that I now got to transfer <laughs> wet over to the other one and then oh. it drips wet from the... Uh, it's, it's a mess. It's just,
1: it's just I've, you it's know... It's not the right thing. I feel for you, Aubrey. I do. <laughs> I really do. Okay, so his People are like, <laughs> like,
0: I used to really love the Aubrey Marcus podcast <laughs> and now Damn. fuck the Aubrey Marcus podcast. All he wants to do is talk about shit. Well, I'm always talking about I my mean, shit. This time it's just literal, everyone.
1: Everybody poops, okay? Let's be very <laughs> that's, clear. That's a kid's book, actually. You know, it? it is. Okay, so so... So a French person invented the bidet. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, and so the English people hate, hated the French for the longest time. It was like this rivalry, mm-hmm. Frenching. So that was the first reason. The second reason is during World War II, when American soldiers went to fight in Europe, and the they would basically go to France. And in France, all the soldiers, a lot of the soldiers went to brothels. Mm. And in the French brothels, they would see bidets there. And so... When they came back to puritanical America, they were like, we were never uh, in brothels. We think bidets are disgusting. And so it was like this weird shunning of this sort of sexual thing because it was associated with a sexual thing, which is Mm. brothels. Compared to, and during World War II, American soldiers went to Italy. They basically went to southern Italy and discovered this sort of poor man's food called pizza. And in southern Italy, they would basically take this flat bread and they would flatten it out and they would use this flat bread to test the temperature of ovens. And rather than just throwing this flat bread away, the poor people who used to test the ovens, you put tomato sauce and mozzarella cheese on top and used to eat this as a sort of this poor man's food. And this delicacy became this like, you know, nation renowned thing. And the kings and the queens of Italy would travel to southern Italy to eat this food. And eventually when the American soldiers went to Italy, discovered pizza, brought pizza back to America post-World War II. Domino's, Pizza Hut, all these companies grew from then. So they basically imported the pizza and shunned the bidet.
0: How rude. Right? They could have brought both with them. I mean, And maybe fast? even some brothels too.
1: <laughs> I mean, maybe. I mean, like French brothels could be interesting. It could be interesting. Could be like, I'm sure it's empowering. Because in France are very, you know, France is one of the most empowered places for women actually so that yeah might have you know to do the
0: interesting thing is anything you make illegal it just all of the downstream effects of that right you just make it worse whether you're talking about criminalization of marijuana or yep. whether you're talking about criminalization of sex work yep okay what are you going to do well you're just going to increase disease you're going to increase exploitation you're going right. to increase because there's know, no
1: regulation around exactly
0: it. Yeah. you know you're going to increase all of these different human trafficking, like so many downstream effects and then the pimps and then the inability for them to report what happens if things are violent. Like You create all of these negative downstream effects from something that's gonna be happening anyways. Guess what? People are gonna smoke weed and have sex for money. (laughs) It's gonna happen. Do you wanna do it safe or do you wanna just have it be a free for all? And our government's like, nope. Let's close our eyes and just free for all. Because
1: of the puritanical old societal thinking, and that's one of the reasons why. I mean, I I care about disruption, constantly disrupting the status quo. In the same way, I feel like.
0: Well, you wrote a you book called well. Disruptor.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. and I mean, I mean, I think that's and and I you know, when you kind of think about all of the. The projects that we've 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 both worked on has mm-hmm. something to do with really looking at a category that hasn't really been shifted in a while, and really asking ourselves why haven't people adopted it? Yep. Like, what is this weird stigma around these things? Namely, you know, for me, it was name women's period and now poop, and you know, even food. Like those categories haven't have been really, really sort of. This is how you talk about it. Don't tell me how to eat my food. Right. Don't tell me how to like. Don't talk about periods. Don't talk about poop. And there's there, there very, little, very little innovation happens from that place. It's just a very, it's a very interesting thing that yeah. happens when you stop talking about things.
0: Yeah. Right? So, all right. So, let's talk about that. So, you're one of, you know, a very interesting, successful female entrepreneur that there's not a huge list of like serial, of badass serial female entrepreneurs, or at least maybe I'm ignorant to like how many there actually are. Um, because there may be there may be way more than I recognize, but you know, you you come up on the short list of like badass female serial entrepreneurs and like you said, you just found markets that were seriously underserved. So what was that moment for you with Thinks where you were like, huh, there's some stuff that's not quite right with periods and let's yeah. fix it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, we'll, we'll we'll talk about periods, and 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 then we can talk we can talk about tushy as well yeah. thereafter. So with thinks, um, you know, we we. Well, for me personally, I would run from one restaurant to another. It's my first business was restaurant business. When I was 25 years old, I opened my first gluten-free farm-to-table pizza concept mm-hmm. called Slice, and now called Wild. We, we did still you have pepper. a bidet in
0: your pizza place just to just to make the whole thing? We
1: did not at the time. Well, I know part of the I know. problem. I will. So okay. It's okay.
0: Fine. You know, throw rocks at the old, soul puritanical soldiers, and then open a pizza what? joint without a bidet. Whatever. That's true. That's true. Whatever, true. No, that's true. It's true.
1: Well, to be fair, I didn't have tushy at the time but but it's true i could have put a bidet it's true you're right you're for many reasons okay no worries we'll move past that you
0: know like we're young we make mistakes things happen
1: yeah and so when i opened from i went from one restaurant to the second restaurant i would ride my bicycle from one restaurant to another constantly back and forth and so often i would forget to change my tampon and i would just have these accidents just running running around as an entrepreneur as a as a just just as a person who's busy and um and I just, you know, looked at the category and there was just very, very little innovation. In the entire 20th century, there had only been three major innovations, you know, tampons, pads, and menstrual cups. And that's it. And menstrual cups are still tiny. You know, tampons, pads are really the things that, that dominated the category, the $15 billion category. What do they, they call
0: those? Diva cups now? Diva
1: cups. Yeah, those are, I mean, they're, they're, those are one brand, but there are so many that's, types so, of cups so
0: what I think, I don't know much about a Diva cup. I imagine like you take one of the small little small little cups that you have by a water cooler when you don't want someone to take too much. You just kind of have that with like a little cone-shaped thing and you just kind of like like yeah, 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 yeah. put that in there. It's
1: basically what that is. It's pretty friggin' insane actually that you just like fold this thing in. And, and then, just, then what do you, you do? You, you just pull, pull it up, out and you pull, like, dump little, it out <laughs> and then your fingers get all bloody. You pull bloody. a little bloodshot out? Oh yeah. No, no. It's like in your nail it's just like it gets wow. pretty intense yeah yeah it could be it's is there
0: like, like a is there like a diva cup shot taking dare or like
1: i mean people leg. do all kinds of <laughs> it's rituals like a oy- with their it's blood. like a oyster shooter it is it you is mix
0: it with a little I, vodka a little horseradish i
1: mean i know people who put it all over their face <laughs> yeah I've seen, a that. I've seen that at burning man yeah you know,
0: that's that's kind of more normal right but i'm talking diva Drinking. cup oyster shooters whoa
1: that's interesting that's <laughs> yeah. a I mean, yeah, that's, I'll, hey, if you do it, I'll do it.
0: Yep. And there we go. Lost another another 10,000 from the (laughs) Marcus podcast just now. Here it is. This marks the end of things, everybody. It's the end of times. Thank you so much. I've loved you all. Please
1: don't make it on my watch, please. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Well, so, so, so when I, when I discovered the, the, the whole, um, just this this category had very little innovation. There was just a huge opportunity. So actually, it was at my family barbecue. You know, I come from a very competitive family, Asian Mm -hmm. family, tiger parents all the way. Mm -hmm. Um, I have an identical twin sister and and a third sister who's 11 months older than us. And for Irish triplets, pretty crazy. You know, my my dad came to America with $5 in his pocket from India. My mom came here from Japan, like barely speaking any English. And, you know, in one generation really managed to figure out how to put three kids, you know, through school and through all the things. And um, when we went from... so so when so every year from, from my entire childhood we ha- we would have these crazy competitions we would have like you know like we had to, every birthday we would have every, all of our friends would have to know their current events for the year mm. and so you had to come in like as a five year old knowing like who the president of China was you know just, right. or was it a prime minister I don't remember at this point point. <laughs> 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 um, and. Uh, and so and so cut to you know in our 20s we had a big our challenge was called agripalooza so my last name is mm-hmm. and we would have agripalooza every single year and it was like three-legged race and egg toss and it would be like volleyball championships and we would have to everyone would have to come with um a talent so we had a talent show and you weren't allowed wow. to come in if you didn't have your talent prepared it was like a full-on military style party but everyone mm-hmm. loved it yep. um and you and, the
0: most because you probably won Palooza <laughs> all the well, time i have, a, well, I have a, <laughs> a just an instinct i have Instinct that at home you have Agri-Palooza trophies, just like Agri-Palooza 2007, <laughs> 2008, 2009, two thousand seven, two thousand eight, two thousand Just a just a dynasty of Agri-Palooza wins. Well,
1: you know, as the ten year reigning champion of the three legged <laughs> race. <feel> it. <laughs> We, My twin sister and I were actually defending our 10-year our ten year championship title for the three-legged race. We're identical twins. It's pretty much like cheating. You know, it's like right, the same right, person right, right, right. running. But in the middle of the race, my twin sister started her period. And oh. we had to like... You can't to, stop. You can't stop.
0: No, you keep so, you keep three you legged in and on. You gotta keep gotta that win goes, that ch- it. You know? like, yeah.
1: And so we sprinted to the finish line, obviously in first place, and then it went and then had to sprint past it into the house, <laughs> up the stairs, still tied to each other, so she can go to the bathroom and change out her bathing suit bottoms. And yeah. like because it was full of blood, it was like running down my leg too, because it was we were tied together. Anyway, it was crazy. Wow. And so my sock, whatever's in there. Um and <laughs> And so and so, as she was washing out the blood from the bathing suit bottoms was when the idea hit. <gasps> Wouldn't it be amazing to create a pair of underwear that never leaked, that never stained, that supported women every day of the month? Uh-huh. And so then we walked outside and talked to my older sister, Yuri. And we were like, Yuri, you know, how come every single one of your underwear has full of period stains in them. Mm. You know, we used to like try to borrow some from hers, but just never could find like a clean pair. And we were just like, this is so yeah. gross. Yeah. And so, and this, I'm sorry if I'm, call, I'm calling you out, Yuri. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> to, like, it's probably all universal. All of your soiled underwear. Like, it's yeah. It's kind of universal. You know, it is. And, and she was like, Mickey, in the middle of an operation, she's a head and neck surgeon. And in the middle of an operation, while she's like operating on someone's face, she can't be like, yo face, stay open while I go change my tampon. Mm. Like she can't do that. And so in the middle of an operation, she just has accidents over and over and over again into her underwear and that was just a normal freaking thing and i thought about my time playing a soccer playing soccer i played division one at cornell and i played for the new york magic for two seasons and in my you know games you can't be like yo ref stop the game you know change my tampon brb like you can't do that you know yeah and so um
0: Although the, depending on the rep, they might be so freaked out. They might be like, uh, um, okay, okay. Uh, time out, I guess.
1: But think about all of the women that yeah, play sports at the course. high level. It's just like, it's crazy. And so um, it was just an obvious like uh, ding, ding, ding moment. Every situation stuck in traffic. You're sitting in a meeting. you sure, of you're course. Whatever. You're know, talking sense. right here, right now. So there's an opportunity to really create this, this, this product. And, you know, we, we, really, we launched in 2014 and, and we had crazy, crazy growth since then.
0: So for those of you who have been following my nutritional journey, I have shifted into a much more focused ketogenic lifestyle. And that means that I'm having a lot more bone broth and a lot more things that have a higher fat content, higher protein content, and fewer carbs. It really helps give me extra energy and I feel great. And if there's a single brand that has been a staple of this diet, it's absolutely Kettle and Fire. Not only do they have the best bone broths, And it's wicked hard to make bone broth, by the way. I mean, you'd have to literally boil bones for several days. And the advantage of Kettle Fire is they do that automatically. And they also source their bones from the best sources. It's going to be grass-fed beef or it's going to be free-range chicken. And they have amazing flavors, whether it's just the traditional bone broth that's blended with the right amount of fat, which comes naturally in the bone broth, or whether it's something like their chili, which really blew my mind. I mean, I started eating the kettle and fire chili and then I started eating the kettle and fire chili like every day. I would be talking to my friends like, hey, what do you guys want for dinner? How about some kettle and fire chili? And then I advanced that from like my own version of a Frito pie to my own version of a deconstructed chili dog, which I'm putting out the recipe online. So make sure you check that out. But Kettle and Fire is one of those companies that is just doing it as good as it could possibly be done. I mean, the flavors are incredible. The nutrition is incredible. The sourcing is incredible. It comes in boxes instead of cans, so you don't have to fuck around with a can opener. I mean, everything about it is something that I really appreciate and love. It's probably the reason why Chris Kresser, Mark Sisson, Rob Wolf, Dom D'Agostino, Ben Greenfield, everybody's really getting behind this Kettle and Fire brand because I think they're really standing out above the rest as really providing not only... The best for you, but the best tasting bone broths and soups that are out there, period. So I really encourage you guys to check this out. I mean, it's something that I'm eating one of these flavors virtually every day, whether it's bone broth in the morning, which I talk about in my book, or whether it's chili for lunch or in the evening or whatever I'm doing, kettle and fire is a major staple in my diet and it's awesome. So go to kettleandfire.com slash Aubrey, and you can save 15% off your order. You'll get free shipping if you order six or more cartons, and it's also available at Whole Foods, it's available at Thrive, it's available in a bunch of different channels, but to support the podcast in the best way possible, go to kettleandfire.com Aubrey. So one of the things that like whenever I sit down with somebody who's done some great things, I like I get a sense not without not that I'm looking for it but I just get a sense of some of the magic and just hearing you at lunch yesterday talk about it and then seeing some of your tushy videos there's like a there's like a fire and there's a passion to like. Not only just talk about it, like, hey, we're going to launch this company and it's going to be good and it's going to help you, you know, have panties that don't leak. No, you're like, these fucking panties are not going to leak and we're going to put it out there and there's going to be crazy videos and it's going to be like in your face. And it's so successful, like all your tushy videos, I was watching them. They have like millions of views. Yeah, yeah. And like, so like you don't just like kind of limp in. You get this idea (laughs) and then you go like you go. Full out.
1: (laughs) By the way, may I just say um, to, to those listening please do not go to Tushy.com. It's a very graphic porn site. It's a very graphic anal porn site. The most graphic, actually. I would go to HelloTushy.com. Thank you, please. Thank you. Hello, Tushy.com. Thank you. We've had investors go to Tushy.com and we'd be like, no! You're welcome. Yeah, i mean, I'm sorry. I know, exactly, exactly, exactly. Whitney's looking it up right now. She literally is. I mean, you can show if you like. I mean, the show operates pretty. If that first image is still what it was, oh no it's okay no at first yep. it was literally a f- yep. whoa yep.
0: there it is there oh god <laughs> there it is
1: oh wow. my oh, god <laughs> i i <laughs> my eyes huh? i will never get those Wait, eyes-, wh- eyes what back. are we doing are we podcasting
0: what just happened i go <laughs> i go slightly brain dead when i see that thing happen it's a uh- Strange thing. Okay, podcasting, Uh, Mickey. We're back, and we're back, everybody, from a slight hiatus. (laughs) Tushy.com just got a huge spike. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Hello,
0: hello Tushy.com is where we're what we're talking about. Thank you. Your videos are not as graphic, but they're all but they're way funnier. Yeah.
1: Well one of our I mean, yes. Our our asshole video, the one with the asshole character video. I mean, (laughs) that one, that one, we have literally a person in a butt costume. Um, that that video cost us like thirteen thousand dollars We shot it in Canada. And it has like, you know, 50, 20, I don't know, between 25 and 50 million views at this point. Yeah, that one's know. hilarious. My favorite yeah. part of that video
0: is the assholes just kind of hanging out. <laughs> and then somebody has a drink and it just knocks the drink out she's of that like, person's I'm an asshole. Yeah. she like,
1: knocks it out of the hand. <laughs> like, you are an asshole.
0: That's rude. Yeah. The yeah. character's
1: an asshole when, you're, when she's not clean.
0: I know? didn't look at the Thinks. I didn't look at any of the Thinks kind of marketing materials and video materials. Was it the same kind of strategy? Yeah. Just kind of aggressive? Yeah. Straight at you. Saying what it is. Say what it is. Because
1: people, you know, at Procter & Gamble's of the world, and they would say, like, time of the month. And they would use, like, the blue liquid. And they'd be, like, women dancing in the fields. And you're just, like... That's not how it is on your period. You're keeled over, you're feeling like shit, and you're like angry. You know what I mean? And we're gonna show pictures like that, and it's just funny. And we're gonna say period, and it's okay. And we're gonna say poop, and we're gonna say shit, and we're gonna say asshole, and we're gonna say, and it's okay. We're gonna say butthole, and we're gonna say, you know, we're just gonna say things that are what everyone actually says. And not sugarcoat it. Because at the end of the day, you mean like why people like you? Because you're fucking authentic, you know? And it's like why people like appreciate the work that we do is because it's authentic. And it's not just trying to be like, what do they want me to say? How do they want me to say it? I'm going to say what I want to feel. I want to say what I feel. I want to say what I think. I'm going to say like what I really feel deep in my lower chakra. Like Mm -hmm. I'm just going to share that. And that's it. And I think that... People are craving for that. People just want real.
0: No doubt. No doubt. And I think that's one of the things that makes it hard about going to certain movies that have like a lower rating. You know, because like some horrible thing will happen in a PG-13 movie and people will be like, dang, like darn it. Like said no one ever. People are like, fuck,
2: fuck.
0: You know, that's like what everybody says in real life, right. right? But in the movie, you're like, oh, now I don't trust this whole movie anymore.
2: Right.
0: You know, and I think it's the same with marketing and advertising and podcasts. It's like when you're not being who you normally would be, like people can sense it.
2: Yeah, they can, yeah.
0: they can like feel it. Yeah, it feels like feels like an Awkward. instrument that's out of tune. You're right. Like, wow, we're listening to violin, but someone's got to tune this back to truth because right. this isn't how anybody talks right. or how anybody does. A
1: hundred percent. I just. When you said a horror movie, I just it just what the image that got into my head was the last horror movie I've saw in I saw in theater was I Know What You Did Last Summer. Oh, have you hooks. seen that? And I, I thought it was a summer movie about like summer love. Mm-hmm. And I went with my twin That's sister and my older sister and the three of us went <laughs> and the entire time we were clutching like <laughs> <laughs> like, it was, like, the last, like, it was, I'm such a, like, scaredy cat when it comes to, I mean, do you like horror movies? No, I don't. I can't, I get nightmare I have nightmares for probably months after that. I have such a sensitive, you know, yeah. like, being, I think, because, like, that shit is so terrible. Like, why did why are horror movies so huge? I don't understand.
0: Well, I think it's tapping into some, like, there's an endogenous chemical release. Right. You're basically taking drugs when you go right. to a horror movie. And those drugs are some drugs that people like. Like some people like crack. People right. like speed. People like these drugs. People like horror movie drugs. Right. And that's like some combination of adrenaline, right. norepinephrine, and I don't know what drugs get released endogenously when you go to a horror movie, but they're not drugs that I particularly like, nor is it a way that I like to spend my time either. You know, know, I'd much rather have the tushy.com drugs. Those, <laughs> drugs those drugs feel better they come in warm you know like I get a little disoriented
2: you know like tired. I'll, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I'll choose my highs you know like it's right. not a, I'm not bashing drugs if you like the horror movie drugs yeah. and if you want to just it's like when you go to one of those like raves or even burning man right yeah like there's like the really good music where everybody's and vibing like, and then there's those some places where you go in this tent and it's like <laughs> and, <laughs> and people are just, you're just like out know? <laughs> i like what are you doing? Why would you want to do that?
1: But sometimes that's some people's bag. I that's guess that's
0: some people's thing. Yeah, that's how they just want to want to release the fury. I mean, I get it though. I've had different moments. Like when I was, <laughs> when I've told this story before. But when I was in college, and uh, I had a girlfriend who would cheat on me, and then we'd Ugh. break up, and blah blah blah, and then a killer? She Where ended, she? Just yeah, <laughs> And then she ended up she ended up going and started dating this Pittsburgh Steeler. And oh. so I like could, had to watch him on TV, and I could like look no, up no, his, no, sta- no, was... I could look up his stats, and I was like looking up his combine stats, and I was like so angry and like so like I had to beat him. I was so competitive. That I would just listen higher. to Pantera on my discman. I think I had a discman. <laughs> like I don't even think I had an iPad at the pot or whatever the hell that was. It was 2004 and it was just listening to Pantera on repeat, just bench pressing <laughs> with the University of Queensland rugby team in there, just uh? just like giving me nods, like yeah, you've got good hate. You got good hate, mate. You got good hate, mate. Keep that hate alive, that's mate. So
2: good. You know,
0: and like that was my thing for a little while, and I guess that worked for me. Ugh. Didn't really. I was miserable, <laughs> but nonetheless, I got a sick bench press from it's- it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what do you put up these days?
0: Uh, you know, you know, it's not my best, but you know, I can put three wheels on each side okay. and get it up a couple times. You
1: know, <laughs> that's good. That
0: yeah, is pretty good. I got short arms though. That's sh- I'm that's like built good. for bench pressing.
2: That's you know, nuts. Like,
0: I'm tall. But my arms are tyrannosaurus short. Okay, well that's probably good. so it's like a little bit, yeah, arch back a little bit and get it in there. I'm only, I'm only pushing like one foot of length. (laughs) Stop it. Yeah, to clear my chest. That's all. That's all I really
1: need. Uh, That's crisp. That's a lot. That's a lot of weight.
0: It is a lot of weight. That's that's kind of my special. So when people come in. Like, for example, like when Whitney's boyfriend came in to work out with oh, me, yeah. you best believe that bench press was one of the exercises <laughs> that we were going to do <laughs> and pull-ups too. I could do a lot of those. You know, so there's a couple of things like, hey, you want to hit the bench maybe? Yeah. I was like, How about oh, we many? Yeah. How many did you do? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. Oh, okay, cool. You, okay. You good with that? Is that your max set? All right. All right. I'll just warm up with yeah, that. Yeah. Don't and <laughs> then we'll go. Oh, I love it. We'll go, I love it. And then we'll go forward from I love it.
1: I love the. Tra- I, can't, the tra- I still tra- can't help
0: it, <laughs> even as much as I try to like elevate to that kind of conscious place, and I can get there a but lot. But in right? sports, just different, just uh, like the, this, this
1: this other thing, just the switch. You know. I love it though. I love this. I love this shit. Yeah, time. we had we had uh, this weekend. I was at this like entrepreneurship conference, like camp, summer camp thing, and um, we were we were we were like the the green team, and we we're going up like against the white team and the blue team and like it's the like
0: medieval times oh
1: yeah i know whatever yeah and the and the and the white team like this one guy from the white team he was like good luck gang green and i was like and i was like oh <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what came over me but immediately i was like i'm gonna pop you like a whitehead, white, <laughs> whitey you know like and i was like oh i'm I'm sorry sir i uh, don't know where that came from my bad <laughs> i
0: mean you guys are going deep <laughs> into biological know, issues I know, I know it's like yeah. uh, okay sorry, yeah. sorry sir um because <laughs> like, that's slightly preferable to okay you bag a cum yeah. like like let's go let's see what happens here right yeah uh, yeah okay. it's it's that that competitive thing is i think part of what fuels probably a lot of entrepreneurs you yeah. know like you look at you look at if i look at a lot of the successful entrepreneurs that i see like there's a competitive fire in there yeah so like and i think that's that's definitely part of the fuel that we use. Now, it's not the cleanest fuel. I think the cleanest fuel is doing what we're here to do, doing yeah. what we love, being of service to our customer. For sure. But every once in a while, there's that little bit of competitive fuel like, oh, those motherfuckers over there said I couldn't. Right. Or that person said, okay, okay. You, oh, you don't think I can? All right. Well, here All we right. go. Fine. Yeah. Fine. It's like me when I'm playing crap. Like I don't like a lot of the gambling games. Like yeah. I just always lose. But cra- <laughs> But craps are fun because at least I have the dice in my own hand, and I yeah. feel like somehow in my own head, if I if I lose, I feel like it's my fault. Right, you know? right. And if I win, I also <laughs> take full credit. Like I'm on full fire. I'm on fire. But in it, but interestingly, so there's a way that you can bet against the roller yeah. on the craps tables. So it's like the don't pass line for those of you who know craps. And when someone bets, usually you bet with the roller. Most of the table bets with the roller. That's uh-huh. why in craps, everybody's celebrating at the why, same time. Why? the
1: rollers usually hot, or
0: well, no. Well, you bet with them, so you're all in the, on the same team. Uh-huh. You're betting slightly different numbers, but if you're betting the pass line, then you know if the roller rolls the same number, you roll that first number and it selects the number, and then you roll the second number, and then if you win, then you win on the pass line. Wow. Right, but you can bet the don't pass line, which is betting that the basically the roller and the whole rest of the table is going to lose right so they're kind of like right. the, they're like the antagonist right. of the whole group but i love it when yeah. that dude comes up and bets the don't pass i'm right. like oh okay. oh okay okay why don't you put more on that don't pass line why don't you bet more against me <laughs> and like i fucking love it I, and then and then like <clears throat> i'll always start a dialogue i can't help it right i can't help but be like oh see, so you're on the don't pass line is that all you're gonna put on there you not you not more confident right? that I'm going to fail? Okay, put more down there then. You know, That's, like I and mean, for some reason I think I bend the yeah. laws of the universe for one time, and I will just I will just bankrupt that guy, and then I'll beat him one time, and then everybody will be celebrating. But all I'll be doing, I won't even be celebrating. I'll just be <laughs> focused on that is one. It like
1: making eye contact. You
0: know, I probably won't win again. You should probably put more on that don't right, pass line. Right. Now, you know, and the great victories that I've ever remember. It's not how much money I've won playing. Playing craps. It's those times where I've watched that person put like put more money, more money, more money on the don't pass. And then out. just run out of money and then leave <laughs> quietly with no <laughs> eye contact. And I'm like, that's right. Don't ever bet against me. You know, ever.
1: I mean, competition is really important business. I actually love competition. I actually love it when people you know, try and create competitive products because it only makes me want to be better. It actually like raises my bar. And I'm like, this is so much more fun. I actually just posted on Instagram a couple of days ago about, um, about like forget participation trophies. You know, it's like, what the fuck's about participate? What is it about participation trophies that people like? I mean, would you, if you lost be down to get a participation trophy? It just feels so strange to me. It feels like Feels, I,
0: don't even, I don't even understand it. I
1: don't get it, right? I got some comments from different moms sent me messages or different people being like, you'll understand when you have kids. I'm like, I have a kid. Like, I do. And I still don't. Like, my kid, if he comes in fourth, fourth place, I'm going to like, at a tournament, I'm going to pat him on the back and say, you'll get him next time. And he ain't getting no trophy. You yeah. know? Like, it's just not... You That's can, not how you, you learn, can like,
0: celebrate that you went out there and, and did, did, your did best. the thing yeah but, but leave the trophy for the trophy so That's that it. the trophy means something right and then you, you can know?
1: strive to you can strive to, to do better the next time and yeah like yeah you're out there you're like you're doing it, it. also That's mimics great.
0: real life what are sports other than like an analogy right. and a playground for life guess what us entrepreneurs, have we gotten any goddamn participation trophies? <laughs> Never. No, yeah. not once. Just, I failed so many different we're eating things. eating beans and rice. Okay. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you just fail all the time, and people are like, yeah, you suck, and we you lost our money, so yeah. fuck you. Right. That's, that's our participation trophy is like a middle finger.
1: Right. I think. I think so many of the parents who are in this sort of like coddling phase is just they're not preparing the children for for like that that the, the world the real world like there are like you have to strive to make it or you or you or you, or you just do average and you'll be all right and you won't that's okay if you want an average life. That's great too. If you want to not care, that's fine too. But if you want to live an exceptional life, you have to freaking apply yourself. Yeah, and you have to do it and and like and 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 if you don't win, you have to work harder the next time. Be more creative. Read read more things and go get more inspiration somewhere or mm-hmm. go and just keep doing more and more until you put enough hours that you figured out what works and what doesn't. Like that's the shit that 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 winner like people who who do get that 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 trophy or that medal get because they deserve that they deserved it they put in yeah. that time and, and it's, the effort. A, it's
0: a full spectrum thing but you need that point of resistance that yeah. kind of that fulcrum that challenge point that thing that's going to be hard and there's a lot of ways that you can approach it all right maybe you need to double your efforts or actually maybe it's your fear that's right. preventing you from actually performing at the level that you could you know let's say you're I don't know, doing something that's not as physical. Let's say it's like musical or something like that. And when you get up on stage, you lock up. Maybe you're so focused on winning, and that's the only thing that matters, that you can't actually perform your best. That can happen in sports. That can happen even in fighting. Yeah, you know, people, where people will go up and they'll not be themselves because they're so scared of what it would be like if they don't win and all that. Right. So So there's psychological issues, there's emotional issues, but nonetheless, these are all opportunities and invitations to work on ourselves based on the actual resistance that exists. And look, we have easy, cushy lives, yeah. most of us. If we're listening yeah. to this podcast right now, we're pretty good. That means we got a smart device in our pocket. We got some way to listen. Yeah. You know, like we're probably we've probably made it. And I know when I say that, they're like, oh well, what about the people who are so poor in, in Africa? Like, yeah, I know. I've been to the slums. They're not listening to the podcast. They can't. They don't have the money for it. Like I get it. So but if you're listening. Yep you're doing all right yeah and you're going to need to actually seek out these points of resistance like seek out the compression that's going to create the adaptation seek mm. out the things that are going to be like a workout that are going to put stress on yes. your body so that you have to make the correct adapt adaptations to it
1: and then and then you you, you like you, you build muscle that way build, you build muscle yeah all of
0: the different types of muscle you know from from the mental muscle, the emotional muscle, the spiritual muscle, the physical muscle, like, and that's what it takes, because shit, this journey is hard.
1: <laughs> you know, I, yes, we talked a little about that yesterday. And I feel like, you know, when when you're I mean, I feel like at, when you're competing, and you know, when I'm competing, and if I lose, or if I'm competing, or if I'm in business—I mean, I'm talking competition in, in in the world, both mm-hmm. in sports, but then also in the world when you're building businesses and you and you go through really tough tough stuff. Like those tough experiences are actually the greatest teachers. It's it's like the moments where your muscle builds more, yeah. right? It's just like I feel like a much stronger person, having gone through the the points where you fall on your face or where someone jukes you out on a game and you have to pick yourself back up and like, you know, read the game better or read that person's body better or yeah. read the situation. But you know, it's just like, you're just better every time thereafter. And it's, it's like, I that's think- That's why
0: we can be grateful for everything that's happened in the past. Right. If we're grateful for everything, listen, if you're grateful for everything that's happened in the past, why are you so scared of the future? Right, 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 really, though, like, I'm grateful for everything that's happened in my whole past. How about the future? (laughs) <laughs> How the fuck does that make any sense? But I'm
1: there too. Like I'm not preaching yeah. to you from someone well, we, who's like solved it. It's because we, we also live in this crazy world where you see people get taken down like publicly. You see these stories. You see inflamed headlines about all these people who are going through horrifying shit that you're like, I don't want to be that person. Right. And there's this like peer pressure that if I fail, what if I'm going to be like a stock like those people? I don't want to do that. And there's this like perceived fear like because of all of the inputs that we're getting in the world. And I think that this is why you know I I've stopped kind of reading the news to be honest because it's all just a bunch of like amygdala firing bullshit you know yeah. it's like our amygdala is the part of our brain that's the fight or flight part of our brain mm-hmm. and it it fires off and you see like a bear about to attack you and you all of a sudden you have your afterburners on you can run super fast and that's like why you have your amygdala but in this world where you don't have that kind of like. You know that kind of like bears running after you. What we get are crazy, inflamed headlines that make you click on them because you're. It's sort of like to make you feel safe. It's like oh my god, some crazy like shooting or there's this yeah. like crazy ass shit that went down. Let me click on it to see, and it's it's it, it kind of triggers your amygdala, and that's it's it, black. All these,
0: it's black magic. It's fucking crazy. It's black magic. Like people have found ways to hack into the brain and
1: think that we're making the decision, it's like a but horror we're movie, not. Right? Yeah. Like a
0: horror movie is like, why does a horror movie work? Well, we're creating drugs for you. And here are the drugs that we're going to create. You're going to watch this. You're going to be scared. And you're going to get drugs. You're going to get drugs just from viewing these. And these drugs are going to be produced by your own body. Right. Or or you can watch the news. And guess what? It's going to manipulate your brain by some combination of drugs, of fear, of desire for safety, of disgust, perhaps. You know, like disgust is an emotion that's actually has some evolutionary biology behind it and is actually linked to certain elements of racism. Yep. It's like tapping into these certain like old elements and they're just like oh yeah we'll use all this stuff just to get ratings yeah yeah exactly that's black magic
1: fucked up and (laughs) and it's like and it's like what what's the most fucked up is that like we feel like we have agency over our our thoughts and our ideas and all of our stuff but it's literally mostly coming from yellow journalism coming from these crazy inputs from these inflamed headlines and so because of that we're like we think we're deciding, but we're not. Yeah. That's the part that's the craziest thing is that we think we have agency of our own thoughts and ideas. And we, we oftentimes don't because of what we're, what the world is serving us. Yeah. So that's the part that's where I'm just like, that's why I've stopped. I, I really don't often read the news. I, I read this, this really sweet newsletter called the Optimist Daily. And it's basically just, it's not like only looking at the good and, and forgetting the bad. It's like, it's all the innovations and inventions, all the human achievements that are happening around the world. Like things that are doing really, people are doing really cool shit. You know, and it's not yeah. like just like this shooting and that shooting. Because guess what? Like the world actually is safer today than it ever was. Yeah. And because we're we're seeing all this crazy shit because it's now, glo- we live in a global world and everyone wants to put these crazy global, like these crazy headlines from around the world. It's actually less shit. We're just seeing more of it because mm. we have access to more of it yeah so it's just like ugh.
0: yeah it, this is the best of times it is and that's the thing that people because of what's being put out people think of it as the hardest as the worst, worst. Like, of, oh my god you know like, but really we're so divided it's like really, we've been
1: to like the, the republicans and democrats that's not new yeah just it's, just being, it's just being more inflamed just
0: being exacerbated yes. right now by yes. this and but yeah if you actually look at the gross statistics in the aggregate like things are better and if you look at the in, in less the hunger, aggregate. less
1: disease, less yeah. it's just and like and also less, crime less racism,
0: less sexism, less... Yeah, it's not like it's eradicated. Like, I get it. There's still s- bad stuff out there, but you're telling me it's not better than it was in the 80s? Yeah. Or better than it was in the 60s? You know, like I Martin mean- Luther King was still fucking... Out there in the '60s, talking yeah. about stuff, you know, like yeah. things were way worse then. You know, things have been way worse all along.
1: Yeah, and it's like we live in this crazy world of outrage too, where it's just like outrage, 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 and it's just like it's like uh, it, it's 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 like the outrage only feeds this yellow journalism, only feeds these clickbait headlines, only feeds. It's just like it, and 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 the people are now part of the outrage, and that's the part that really makes me sad because I'm just
0: like we. Well, the problem is, is there's not enough actual challenge in the world, right? right. And I think Mark Manson, Mark Manson makes this point amazingly in his book, Everything is Fucked. And it's Mm. like, and also Sebastian Junger makes this point in his book, Tribe, like when all of the external challenge goes away, we have to pipe up these internal issues and make them really fucking important because we're built for challenge. Yeah. We're an animal that's built for struggle. So you better go out and find your own struggle. Right or you're going to create some bullshit struggle, yeah. and your your life's going to be a goddamn Kardashian show, right? You know, but worse, and
1: it's <laughs> you know,
0: but worse because you have
1: you because know, you don't have the Kardashian money, yeah, because yeah. you don't
0: have the money, and the cameras don't stop rolling, and it's not of whatever. I yeah. mean, I don't know what what the yeah. hell goes on there, but it's going to be worse because you're yeah. gonna it's going to be this reality show of drama and outrage that yeah. you're going to create and manifest, yeah, because you need the struggle. But you're not going out there and actually doing something, fighting for a cause or like putting yourself in challenging, difficult situations like a sweat lodge or a cold plunge or ayahuasca journey or something that's going to actually be hard so that you don't have to trump up some bullshit that you're worried about.
1: Like, amen. And it's 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 so interesting because I also like... I think about people's first response when they hear someone saying something opposing your viewpoint, and it's it's an immediate outrage thing. Mm-hmm. And I actually came up with a, this this really simple technique called the Triple Q technique. It's actually in my book, Disruptor, that basically helps you approach someone that has a completely differing viewpoint than you, but 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 like you don't have to lead with outrage. Because, yeah. like, right now it's like, okay, I get it, like, we, we can march and we can pick it, and we can do this, but all it does, it actually strengthens the oppos- opponent, right? You create that barrier, it strengthens the opponent. And so if you, how do you create that, that sort of, like, where we, we meet people where they are. And so I talk about Whole Foods Market in my mm-hmm. book and how um, John, who's one of my dear friends, he, um, you John know, Mackey, John founder Mackey, of founder of Whole Foods Market, he basically started off Whole Foods as a vegetarian store. They had no coffee. They had no sugar. They had was a vegetarian store. Yeah. And they almost shut their business down within like the first couple of years. And his decision was, do I either meet people where they are and actually offer meat and offer coffee and offer some, some sweet things in my store and then slowly teach people over time about the plant-based diet? Or do I get fucking outraged? And do I just yell at everyone for eating meat and telling them that they're terrible and how awful they are? And how dare you drink coffee? Yeah, you drink these sugar, blah, and all of a sudden he creates this outrage. He had a choice, and he chose rather than going the outrage path of being like the vegan prideful person. He said, "I'm going to meet people where they are and offer meat in my stores." And guess guess what? Thirty five years later, millions of more people have have converted to a plant based diet than than ha- you know than than had it been otherwise. Would have been a create create a more divisive you know divisive experience where his store would have shut down mm. and he never would have been able to teach and providing
0: healthy options for anybody who wants a plant-based diet or not exactly like but you have I, to meet people I either the, yeah. shop at whole foods or air One pretty much exactly exactly right because it's just those are where i'm going to be able to get the grass-fed beef and i'm going to yeah. get the wild-caught salmon and, and i'm going to get all the good organic veggies and i'm going to get all of the you know primal kitchen mayo and all of the stuff that i like really really like exactly so he's a bit by that inclusive ideology rather than this inclusive radical like this is what it is and everybody needs to be like me you know like he's created one of the most disruptive forces in the health food world
1: 18 billion dollar business i mean it's just like and it's it's doing so much good in the world and um and and so, and so, what, in in my in my book, I talk about the technique, the triple Q techniques. The first one is quit back. Quit back, question, quit and so quit back just means like meet people where they are quit back if someone says like say some like dude from like you know brooklyn says some like sexist joke you know whatever instead of being like hey fuck you you know it's like that's just how they're brought up like you just you you can't like meet them with like like asshole response like Mm -hmm. you meet them where they are you know just like thanks i we're working on my ass whatever it's like you 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 know it's just like you say something you quit back and then they're like okay this girl can hang this girl can hang she's cool she's cool you know and then you like if you quit back and you get in that way like one of the stories i i I talk about as well in the book is, you know, women, this woman fighter pilot used to basically fly planes and she used to get so freaking nervous because if she didn't land the plane absolutely perfectly, all the other fighter pilots would be like, girls can't drive. See, we knew girls can't
2: drive. Yeah, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah.
1: And instead of her being like really upset about it, she would quit back and say, it wasn't my fault it was the asphalt. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just like some stupid, whatever. And it was just like yeah. some corny ass joke. But then the guys were like, oh, this girl is cool. You yeah. know? And so they stopped freaking harassing her, you know, kind right. of thing. And so it's like you meet people where they are, you quit back first. You kind of get, because it's like, it's not like they're trying to be at, they're just, this is how they people grew up. We live in a right. society where this how this is how it's been. It's like, you know, and so you quit back. And if that doesn't work, if you're quipping back and you're still, it's, they're still being met with kind of like not a cool response. Which usually
0: doesn't happen because if you, if you coolly and calmly say something back, Most people are cool. Like someone, you know, it doesn't happen as much anymore. But like when someone would, you know, this was in like bro culture, a lot, two thousand eight or nine or whatever, six. What I don't know where, but like calling someone gay would would have been like something that you'd be like, "Hey, man, gay." Yeah, yeah. And you'd be like, "Yeah, man, I've been sucking dick all day. I'm exhausted (laughs) from it." And at that point, like you've completely diffused the thing, Right. you know, and right. like, you're not stressed about it. They're right. not stressed about right. it. And right. like, like, so if you're wearing the fanny pack, and someone's like, it's, it's getting, again, this 2008 <laughs> it's language, this gay. And you're like, yeah, you know, it's great for having my anal plugs in it. You know, <laughs> yeah. like the moment you say that, yes. you quit back. Yes. They laugh.
1: Exactly. And then it's
0: like, the th- the game is over. Oh, exactly. The game's over. That's it.
1: And then you're all of a sudden you're like in good graces. You can talk about the next. It's, it's just yeah. it's, you're absolutely right. So, but sometimes when you quip back, it, does, it might not work. then so you question them. You're like, yo, dude, like. That was funny, but like you know, just when you said that, kind of like whatever, rub me the wrong ways. I just want to like talk mm-hmm. about it, and you can just say it like in a casual, not like yo fuck you, man. You or you say it, you don't yeah. question like in a mean way. You're kind of just like in a casual, kind of fun-loving way. It's like hey, man, like I don't know, I, that's kind of yeah. whatever. You know, you say it that way, and if they're still at, if they're still not getting it, then you quit the conversation. Not quit like fuck you, I'm out of here. You quit the conversation. You're just like hey, you know what, this this I, I'm feeling a little like we're both a little heated right now. I'm gonna go take a walk. BRB, like yeah. I'll be right back. Like yeah. all, all in good love, all in good fun, but not like ever getting outraged. And any one of those three techniques, if you, start, if you start by quipping back first, then questioning, then quitting the conversation, just in that moment, that shit diffuses really fast. And mm-hmm. then you can get into it. You can really shift people's consciousness really, really fast, I found.
0: As I mentioned earlier, I'm deep into the ketogenic lifestyle. And another staple of that is Ghee g-h-e-e which is clarified butter it's just taking the fat which is the best part of the dairy and then offering that standalone so it doesn't have the lactose it doesn't have the whey it doesn't have everything else that you even find in small amounts in butter and obviously high amounts in regular dairy so people who are dairy sensitive ghee is a great option and vital farms does it as conveniently as anyone i know They have pasture raised cows, so the cows are happier than normal cows, which makes a difference. And the ghee is in a squeeze bottle, which means that you don't have to scoop it out. You don't have to waste an extra spoon and you can just squeeze it in whatever you're looking for. I actually brought this in my satchel to bring whenever I'm going to have coffee or go into a restaurant, because they always have some half and half or some bullshit. Sometimes i will have heavy cream if you're lucky, but I just squeeze the ghee in the coffee and stir it around. And they look at me like, hey man, what are you doing? You're bringing your own condiments to this game. And I'm like, yeah, I'm bringing my own condiments to this game. What do you think? And that's the advantage of having ghee in a squeeze bottle. Ghee has a nice mild flavor. It has great nutrition. And it's just one of those things that should be in every pantry. Or if you're like me, you put it in your bag. So if you're interested, go to vitalfarms.com ghee, G-H-E-E, and you'll get a chance to win some on-it products and potentially even a year's supply of Vital Farms ghee. And also you can find it at Whole Foods Market if that's where you shop. But either way, the best place to get it, vitalfarms.com ghee. And then, you know, take the time, take the time to like see beyond why they're saying that. Mm-hmm right like like where where is this, where is this coming from right and like what insecurities what fears what other things are like causing this you know there was something we were watching last night and it it came on it was something it was old and it was you know sasha baron cohen played that character bruno
1: oh my god i love him so much and the
0: character bruno was always like he was like basically like goading people into these situations (laughs) where like they didn't know he was gay and he would like show up gay he created like this this whole like heterosexual convention it was like heterocon or something (laughs) like that right and it was like, and, it was, and so like <laughs> yeah. he comes out in camo and he's got a mullet and he's got all of these people and he they had and he gave out free shirts that said assholes are just for shitting and like <laughs> and like all of these I, things.
1: Wait, that's good. Uh, yeah,
0: and it has this like steel cage, you know, <laughs> <Assholes are laughs> for sh- just for shitting. and he's in there
1: heterocon <laughs> and he so gets his bad.
0: heterocon and and then there's all these people like so fired up about being hetero and uh and then so he so he goes he has some girls in there and he like strips off the girls clothes and they're in bikinis and everybody's like yeah and everybody's just cheering and cheering <laughs> and like they're so excited and then this one guy has this planted guy who comes in and he starts calling him a fag and he calls sasha Cohen a fag or, or bruno you know his character a fag and he's like Oh yeah, get in here, Fag, you're gonna get a beating, you know, and everybody's like, Yeah, beat him, beat him, beat him, you know, like and then he gets in, they get in the cage and they start like wrestling around and then there's a moment where they're by the by At the cage, they to- look and they start making out. Oh. And then just the horror as it spreads <laughs> heterocon. through HeteroCon, <laughs> and people start throwing drinks and like chairs into the thing, and like men and women's oh. faces. They're like, "Oh my god, oh. HeteroCon is ruined!" Oh. Like he's shouting slurs <laughs> and throwing everything. It's, it was. And then they start like getting more and more aggressive, and like oh laying down and making god. out under the shower of soda and popcorn. <gasps> and it was it was like a hilarious thing. And that's what Sasha Baron Cohen does, him. right? He like he puts people in situations to expose some of this. But the point of all this is you could look at all that and you can be like, Man, look at these people, they're so ignorant. Yeah. And it's so and it is funny right. to laugh at that. But then all right, you can also have the awareness to look, all right, like where, what's the conditioning that yeah, went deeper? That's okay, what I'm saying. well, their parents were like that, probably. That's it. They also, the ones who showed up at heterocon, might be a little scared of their own, own bisexuality, exactly. and so they're fighting against themselves yes. and their own shame that they have against that. And so, the most passionate ones uh-huh. are probably fighting a little bit of. You know, like think Joe Rogan had that joke, like the people who are most against gay marriage are afraid that secretly dicks are delicious. Right. <laughs> you know, like like they're you're fighting against yourself right. in that way. And then it's just all of these cultural things. And you can see that. And yeah. it may not be you may not want to spend a day with the, the heterocon <laughs> attendee, but you can like look at that and be like, All right, well, like over time, like I really hope that shifts. Yeah. But you you cannot hate that person. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because you just know that this is a series of conditionings. That that again, like the, it, forgive them for they know not what they do. Like they didn't really know what forces were acting upon them and why they hated it so much. It was just like.
1: The way it was. The way it was. The way they learned, the way they grew up, Mm -hmm. what what they were taught. Like, oh, if I did that, then I'll get rejected. Or if I did that, then they won't love me. And therefore I'm going to act this way. Oh, when I act this way, they do love me. Okay, I'm going to do more of that. Okay, Okay, you know, and you just keep going in that way. And it just. Really comes down to just love. <laughs> it
0: really yeah, does, right? Yeah, and that would be that would be so much better than all of the hate and yeah, all of the like
1: outrage right off the bat. And, and that's
0: and that's you know that's something when you were talking, getting really passionate. You're talking about like sisters, like really coming together, yeah. to lift each other up, yes, and to like help each other, yeah, you know. And, and it's, that's it's all people, really. Yeah. You know, it could be sisters, could be brothers, but it could be all people yeah. to just be like, hey let's we're, we're all team people here we're all team earth yeah like let's come on
1: right like
0: let's like, let's like let's do this let's together do this
1: together yeah
0: let's stop fucking with each uh, other yes. like there's an asteroid that's going to come and it's huge it's like a world destroyer they call it the god of chaos when it's in 10 years and it's coming so close that it's going to be coming in between the the communication satellites and the earth and if god of chaos diverts and hits the Earth, bye bye, everything's dead. It's the world ender. But most likely, it's just gonna pass the the way they've tracked the trajectory, it's gonna pass in between our satellites and the Earth. What do they
1: do if but it's that's coming really to the close. Earth? Can you, can well, you-, you
0: call Bruce Willis and he gets a drill and he <laughs> drills the asteroid and he splits it into. I don't know, that's the what plot do of armor. you do. I don't know you what do you like do. Send like a
1: bunch of rockets towards it.
0: I don't know. You got all kinds of strat it's, It is literally the plot of Armageddon. So I don't know. <laughs> that's that's the only thing I have to go by. But you know, it's pro- it's probably not going to hit us. There's a very low chance that this is going to divert. Is it
1: crazy? Like, how have we not been hit by now?
0: Well, we, we do, and we get hit every once. I know, people but like, just forget. And so, in the meanwhile, we're so worried about. No, but not about,
1: by a big one.
0: Yeah. No, I know. But we do get hit by big ones. We they killed the dinosaur well well, 12,000 years years ago 12,000 years ago there's a big flood because an asteroid probably hit the Greenland ice cap and then that's what destroyed all of these mega civilizations like Gobekli Tepe and all these things that Graham Hancock has discovered was this giant flood caused by the melting of the ice caps which is caused by an asteroid impact only 12,000 years ago and like barely anybody fucking survived. Right. So and that happens all the time. And meanwhile, we're like all focused on all of this like, bullshit. Know, bullshit. Like left and right and I know. this. It's like, and none that. Of it fucking like, matters. Listen. We're all
1: gonna die. Gonna, there's a, there's and, asteroids coming. And ten by the way, ten years after we're dead, no one's gonna remember shit about what we did. <laughs> okay. Maybe not one year. Yeah. Let's fucking
0: love each other <laughs> a little know. more. God. Have a little more fun. Thank
1: you. I feel that. I feel that so hard. Right. Have you done holotropic breath work? I have. It's like, does your love, like my, it's like the capacity, I feel like it's like a mushroom experience, but like without any, any drug and and like in the love and like sort of like the, we're all one, like we're all in this together, like all the conflicts that I have in my life, I want to resolve them all in those moments. Like it's pretty powerful. It's really
0: cathartic for me, actually, the breath work. I mean, I've seldom done holotropic or shamanic breath work without a lot of tears coming out. You know, like a lot of right? release yeah, of like same. all of this stuff that I've been holding on, and all of this rigidity, and all of these feelings, just yeah. like going like, ah, oh. really, like I feel like I just get it all out. Yeah, you know, I get it. Like I'm getting wrung out. You know, like right? a, like a sponge that like we, had a bunch if of dirty in water. everybody in the world
1: in did that, if all the world leaders did it, we would just it would be a different world. Everyone did would some be. breath work
0: there's There's so many tools that are available but the thing is the ego the ego likes to stay in control likes to stay in the driver's seat and all of these things are threatening to the ego because it threatens the identity that we're attached to yeah and anything that threatens the identity we're attached to psychedelics or or holotropic breath work or even sweat lodge or all of these things that it just threatens it and so people are like nah not gonna do it you know and that's one of the challenges that we're facing is is all of these identity, you know, politics, all these identity identifications of like, this is who I am and this is what I stand yeah. for. And without that, you know, people, even people who say we, when they're talking about a sports team, right. like we won the Stanley Cup. No, you didn't. <laughs> you can't even skate. <laughs> like, you didn't win shit. What are you talking about? <laughs> we won the Stanley Cup. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Like, we, we won FIFA. No, you didn't. When were you on the pitch? Like, you didn't do anything.
2: <laughs> yeah. You know, but it's,
0: it, that's, and that's like a, a friendly, benign way. But yeah. it's still like identifying with this thing. Like, we won the election. Like, what? <laughs> like, what? We're all going to die, man. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, there's going to be another one next year and we're all fucking, what, what if the god of chaos hits us? Right
1: the god of chaos that's hilarious
0: yeah it's a, it's a great name that's, for an a, asteroid. Great that's name. a great it's actually name. the name i'm pretty sure okay. ryan you want to look it up is it called the god of chaos that's actually coming oh my coming to us but all right, let's say let's do this let's do this thought experiment oh and there's one more thing i want to talk about before we do this thought experiment after we look at the god of chaos i want to say like one it is the god of chaos yeah wow. one of the things that we talked about yesterday that i thought was fucking cool and good advice for any entrepreneur um when you met john mackey you know, and there was, yeah. there was a period where there was some, there was some questions about what, how Whole Foods was going to operate for the next, I don't know, decade or however long that was. I don't know exactly the time frame on it. But you were so inspired by him and uh, Walter Robb, his CEO Co-CEO or co- at co-CEO time. at the time, that you and your twin sister were like, look, we have ideas. And a lot of people have ideas, and then they go home and they have a glass of wine, and then they go to bed and then they're like,
2: Meh. <laughs> Schmeh. <laughs> Schmeh.
0: you know those ideas, but no, you put together a forty page proposal and in one hour in an hour and then gave it to them and we're like, "Hey, we have ideas." And like, that is a defining characteristic and again i was talking about like what is the what are the superpowers of the people who have done the great things that i've met that's a superpower because it's a choice you know it's not that you could do the 40 page proposal that is also that is a great talent and that you had good ideas that is a great talent and that's something to be proud of but it's the fact that you did it like that's the fucking superpower the fact that you did it you were just like, no, we're going to do this. We're not going to,
2: shmeh, we got some good
0: <laughs> ideas, you know? But you fucking did it, you know? And you gave it to him. Yeah. And then he, then you can tell the story from now. I'm no, going to no, tell no, your no. story. Yeah, well, you gave it to him and then he looked at it and he was like, damn, these are some good ideas. And then he called all of the Whole Foods executive team and presented some of those ideas. And those ideas have manifested into legitimate ideas for Whole Foods. But the but the important part of this story is that you had you were inspired. You had an idea, and you just fucking, <laughs> with blistering, relentless, like dedication, did it, and then gave it to him. Looked him in the eye, and were like, "I've got ideas for you." And he was like, "I bet you do. I, <laughs> I feel you seem correct. <laughs> you know,
1: um, like that's
0: a rad thing."
1: That was a that was a that was an inspired moment, I and mean, we were very inspired by him and Walter by sharing because they were like. C, you know co-ceos of, of of a multi-billion dollar company sharing such deep vulnerability and you know that was my first my first foray into conscious capitalism and seeing like real massive CEOs and massive leaders and founders of big huge companies just showing such deep vulnerability at that scale And I was just so, we were so moved by it that we, that, and I think that it just goes, it's like, it becomes a, it's a co-inspiration thing, right? It's like, we're inspired by them who inspire us, who inspire them, who inspire us. And it's like this amazing flow of energy. And I think that that happens when, when you, when it's like, you're like, oh, this is a good, this is, we're on the right track here, like energetically. And I think that when it comes to inspirational hits, right? It's like when you created On It or you know, when I created all of my companies, it was sort of like an inspirational hit and you just went out and fucking did it. You
0: know, because that's the difference though, because I think a lot of us get inspirational hits. Yeah. Very few of us go out and do it. Right. And go out and really, really do it. You know what I mean? I, yeah, think, and that's I think that's like that's a, a big com- but I think
1: And that's why competition, I think, is really important mm-hmm. as, a, as a young person to experience or as someone to cultivate. He's an adult who didn't like sports or didn't do anything competitive to go and cultivate a little bit of that muscle because um, I think that... You you know, to get up and play a sport every day and go against an opponent every single day and to go and like stand in front of someone and over and over again, even if you say you lost a couple of games and you have to do, you have to like freaking pick yourself up in the tournament and just fight another day. Um, I think you do develop that muscle, that muscle to just like go out. And you're used to and losing. Do- Right. Right. You know, like right. all the everybody's. I mean, so I'm not really, of, but <laughs> just kidding. No, 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 I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> I do say that <laughs> losing is such an unusual taste and yeah, it feels good uh, on the palate these days <laughs> because it's been this steady diet of winning, winning, winning. Winning, winning, winning. It's and a nice you know, loss has he's humble, that umami you know? flavor, you know, that I've been that I've been craving after a while. <laughs> so I know what you mean. But no, but like but we've lost we lost we lose all the time if we're in yes. sports. Yes. like all the time we yes. lose Yeah. Per play,
1: per game, it's all the time we miss the shot. You know, game
0: winning shot. Ball swings over (laughs) to left side. Aubrey for the three to win the game. Brick. Damn. Sorry, everybody. School cheerleaders, fucking everybody. We're out of the playoffs. See you later. Okay, goodbye. Nice season. Sorry. You know, like that's reality that you have. And that's gonna be the reality of any entrepreneurship venture or any other venture.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, I also think there is something to be said about developing a work ethic too. And I think that, like, there are certain people who love to talk and there Mm -hmm. are certain people who like to do. And I always go back to the same Will Will Smith story about how he always says, put me on a treadmill next to another actor or next to another guy. That guy might be better looking than me. That guy might be better, like, more talented than me. That guy might have more connections than me. That guy might just be, like, literally... Like outperforming every single thing, but either he gets off that treadmill first, or I die. <laughs> you know? I will outwork any motherfucker, yeah. you know, who who, who tries tries to come against me. And I think people people forget about how important it is to work your fucking ass off
0: and And like your willingness to bear it just to bear it yeah you know like your willingness to bear it and there's a lot of ways to practice that like the treadmill is an interesting one because that is one way that's a physical activity yeah but that actually might end up blowing out your knees or something like that but like one thing that one thing that i that i'll i'll be mindful of that in is i do a lot of hot therapy i've been in a lot of sweat lodges and temascals and we have a sauna and I'll get in there, and part of the part of the practice is to be with yourself. It's almost like a heat yep. meditation, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'll get in there, but I love watching people come in after me, you know, fuck around on their phone for a minute and then leave. Yeah. And then there'll be flocks <laughs> of people coming in and out, and I'll just patiently yeah. look at them like, "Good luck with everything in life."
2: <laughs> I can't sit through this. If you it, can't sit through
0: this sauna, <laughs> right? You know, like. Or they'll come in and they'll pour a bunch of water on and they'll be like, Whew, yeah, I was toasty. You know, like, I got to get out there like, I've been it's in like- here 35 minutes, bitch. Thanks for the hot water. But I'm going to be in here after you're out of here. You know, you're not yeah. doing yourself. So like it's, it, and you're, you're just practicing, yeah. you know, you're practicing the ability to withstand that level of heat you're yeah. practicing because we're going to have to yeah in entrepreneurship sometimes it's going to be a lightning bolt yeah. out of left field sometimes think, it's just going to yeah. be a grind
1: i think also i mean genuinely i think i mean being also being from gen- first being a first generation immigrant you know yeah. like I, you know my father like i said came to this country with with, with no money my mom you know they, they both like you know really built an incredible life for us at the same time our backs are you know it's, we don't have we, we have no trust fund <laughs> we don't have a fallback mm. plan like we got to make it or we got to go, go figure it out. Like there's no going, going back, you know? And so, um, I think when you, when your back's against the wall a little bit too, you, 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 you sit there a little longer, you know, you withstand it a little bit longer and you fight through the pain a little bit longer. And I think that there's something to be said about, you know, letting your, your, your children, not have a big cushion to fall back on it's crucial i think it's the most important thing like my it's kids crucial. My, my dad my dad that. was
0: rich as shit and he didn't give me a dollar to start on it not good not a dollar
1: i love you you dad. know and
0: like that was that was crucial yeah. because if he if he did and he gave me like a cushy salary right. i have no trust there's people love to assume that because right. my dad was wealthy He was a great commodities trader you know not wealthy anymore and also never set up a trust fund and never set up never set up any way to give me money and thanks dad yeah like fucking thanks dad because if you did maybe that would have taken a little of the edge off
2: yeah maybe i I
0: wouldn't have been so far i think i would have been pretty fired up because i had a bunch of other things that i wanted to do but nonetheless maybe it would have taken the edge off maybe i'd just been like yeah i'm all right you know i I got this trust fund anyways
1: people i know who are from trust funds who come who have trust fund babies have this deep guilt deep guilt-ridden like they feel so like why why do I it like who am I to have and they and then they just kind of they float around and don't have the purpose feels very like
0: or they pretend they have a bunch of businesses right. <laughs> you know like exactly. I got this thing going on like and this Trump, thing like Trump just you know? kidding no no not <laughs> kidding. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not kidding
1: anyway. um, yeah it just like you know it's it's true it's, yeah. it's people who, who just come with big fat spoons in their mouth and don't fucking know them because the, the they
0: again it goes back to struggle yes they haven't had to actually taste what it's like yeah. to struggle and that's the compression that builds the adaptation which is the only way that yeah. we're gonna we're gonna actually be who we're capable of being that's why i'm always finding the thing what's the scary thing that i yeah. can do what's, what's the, the thing that i can tilt my lance towards Ooh, open relationship yeah okay well let's try that wow i got <laughs> fucking smashed i just got crushed
2: excellent <laughs> i'm much
0: stronger now right you know like great like what's the scariest psychedelic ayahuasca okay what's scarier Iboga. Okay, I guess I'm doing that one, you know, like... How was it? It's 24 hours of the most uncomfortable thing you could possibly ever imagine. What did
1: you experience? in iboga oh
0: it's 24 hours on a psychedelic where you're interacting with you know like your highest consciousness and and the abilities that you never thought were possible but it feels like you're in a high voltage shed you're impossibly nauseous the only relief you get from this blinding you can't even see straight it looks like you're seeing through an old television and everything is just fever and nausea and your pulse is at 110 and the only pleasure you can get is to slightly move your body because when you move your joints you get a small release of endorphins it feels like just a little bit of relief from the blistering heart pounding heat buzzing in your ears blinding feeling and then the aboga basically kicking your ass for like as long as it wants to kick your ass for and then it eventually transitions typically into some release of that and being like nah just kidding you're pretty awesome actually you're (laughs) like fuck Fuck." why did i do that?" yeah it's gnarly it's gnarly and i think it's would you do it again I've done it three times. Yeah. I don't you know, but that's the thing. Like I have what's to your find your edge, yeah. I have to find the struggle. Like what's the what's the challenge? And I'm not saying everybody should do a boga or everybody should do ayahuasca or everybody should do anything or open relationship. Don't follow me just yeah. that's what I chose. But I will say find your struggle. Yeah. Like, yes. like don't follow my struggles. Yeah. These were mine, and I chose these for me because they were right for me. But whatever your struggle is. Go find that. Thing. I don't,
1: yeah, I don't think I could have even written my my book Disrupt Her had I not been through the most crazy experience, you know, building my companies and going yeah. through the struggle and really the heartache and the pain and all the things. Like, I think I wouldn't have been written something that now is of value to others. And I'm sure, you know, you can say the same with your no, book. W- you know?
0: Nobody would listen to a damn word I said. Yeah. I've, yeah. All, my, my learning has been, yeah, I've read some books, I've talked to some cool people, but. It's been experiential. That's it. It's been like largely experiential because I've gone out and I've done it. Yeah. You know, and that's what I can add to any conversation. And that's why no matter who I'm talking with, you know, we can look at each other and go like, brother, brother, you know, like even somebody like Tim Kennedy, you know, special forces, army ranger, sniper, top ranked UFC middleweight, one of the elite performers, right? Like we can sit across from the table of each other and like be like, hey, brother, and mean it because like he respects... The things, he's terrified of the things that I've done. I don't, I can't even fathom the things that he's done. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? But we have a mutual respect of totally. like, all right, we're both willing we're cool, to, yeah. we're both willing to go into the hard places and then come back, you know, changed yep. from those things. And that's the thing. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why everybody knew that we would get along so well. Yeah. Right? It's like, we're both fired up and we're both like willing to go through some shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know?
1: Yes. Yes. I agree.
0: And... I have to go through way less paper to get through my own shit. Now, thanks to your tushy. So just to bring a full circle, full circle back. Now, all it is when I have the tushy, I just push that little spray. And then all I'm doing is I'm drying my asshole off, not smearing dingleberries. And you're using,
1: you know, the average American uses 57 sheets toilet paper per day, which is 15 million trees per year.
0: Hey, tree haters. You go know? out and get some tushy you tree haters yeah stop hating trees yeah stop having itchy buttholes
1: yeah it's gross gross i mean and also wet with just a lot just to bring that full circle wet wipes actually cause anal fissures and anal itching because it strips away the natural oils from behind because those wet wipes have those chemicals that actually strip the oils over and over, so in time you'll start getting micro lacerations on your butthole. You'll start having to get anal fissure operation. The number of anal fissures operations have skyrocketed since the since uh, wet wipes took off. And so those who have anal itching or any anything that has to do... Thinking, it's such a counterintuitive thing because you're like, oh, I'm extra clean because I'm using wipes. Yeah, it's actually it's worse because you're stripping away all the oils from back there and not causing lacerations. It's, it's fucking awful. And so, um, and of course, If you're going to have
0: lacerations on your butthole, you better be having a lot of fun. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, don't do it <laughs> you know from I'm wet saying? wipes.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just fresh water. I mean, like, water is a universal solvent. It's just like a duh thing. So I'm glad you finally are on the train. It's just, it's like... Yeah. <laughs> And it's the amount of money one. you save. I mean, not that, you know, whatever, but it's like the amount, it's like over the over the course of, like within three months, you're paid back. And then, like, you're saving thousands of dollars. I mean, it just, well,
0: across yeah. well, there's the board. Well, the money of the toilet thing. paper, which probably is inconsequential, but my time is money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm saving like yeah. 15 minutes a day <laughs> yeah. wiping my yeah. ass and then <laughs> taking. Like shirt cocking showers because I'm just trying to wash my lower body and I'm too lazy to take off my shirt. Yeah, you know, like yeah. so I'm saving a lot of time and if my time is money, then I'm definitely saving a lot of money. Yeah, from doing exactly. that. So if you're not onto that innovation, uh, definitely get on board. And I'm excited to see all the other cool things that you do because I know that you're going to continue to do cool things. It's just the way that you're built and you're an unstoppable force and uh, the world's going to be. Better because of it, and already has been. Ditto. Yeah. Uh, so everybody, um, Disrupt Her book, follow oh, you. Yes, you know, yes, yes. Uh, do well, things.
1: Yeah. Instagram, Instagram, at Mickey Agrawal. Mm-hmm. Check out my book, Disrupt Her, or Do Cool Shit, my first book. Cool. Um, and uh, and check out Tushy, hello, com and and that's that's about it That's
0: about it yeah that's a wrap that's a wrap we love you so much everybody thanks for tuning in thank you mickey oh my gosh thank you i hope you guys enjoyed the podcast and aren't too stressed out about the god of chaos which is coming so close to the earth and you enjoyed listening to this entrepreneurial journey unfold and continue to unfold because everything is in that constant process of learning, growth, and understanding. So I look forward to chatting with Mickey again. And as always, leave a review if you can, and go to aubreymarcus.com, check out the newsletter and all the things we have going on there. See you next week.